right, Wyoming fans. It's that time again. Time for the Go Wild Go podcast. Sponsored by the Go Wild Go message board. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm joined by the publisher of Go Wild Go, Ian McMacken. All right, now, come on, come on, come on, guys. Yeah. That's good, that's good. Oh, well, I see they're back. And so, Ian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff, and i got to congratulate you for being up so early in the morning on Sunday. I didn't notice your message board post following <laughs> the three-overtime victory. Well, I tell you what, it was 4.35, and... Um, I was one tired puppy, but I was very happy at the same time, so it was well worth it, that victory. Well, it was a great victory for the Cowboys, a much-needed one. I I just think uh, coming up with that victory over a quality football team after uh, after last couple seasons was really a big boost. Uh, It should should help this team go forward. It should, it should. Now... I was a little disappointed that they couldn't hold them off with like a minute something left and uh, up seven, but I'm really proud of their resilience and their uh, ability to come back and not give up and keep getting it, keep going after it until they got it done. Well, I think it's the first step in in the process trajectory that's going to continue to go upwards uh, with this football team, and uh, just to get a win, I think, uh, will help that process maybe a little quicker, gain the confidence of the team. Uh, a game that not a lot of fans thought they were going to win. I know you and me thought they had a, a decent chance of winning this football game, but I can remember a lot of fans before the game not thinking uh, they had much of a shot in this one. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, they they didn't have a lot of his, historical precedent, or they did have his, historical precedent, I should say, uh, not to be hopeful, but... Um, uh, we've been seeing improvement, and uh, the bowl methodology is starting to take effect. And uh, uh, you really just saw a different football team out there, I thought. Well, from my vantage point, I think it appears for most of the Wyoming fans, yes, the team looked quicker, they looked bigger, they looked more in sync. Uh, they looked like they have some real playmakers uh, considering they had two uh, return touchdowns um, flagged back, but the key is that they showed some explosiveness in special teams. Uh, they look a lot more athletic in special teams. While there are some things to clean up and continue to improve on, uh, this is a great starting point, and compared to this point last year, I think it's a marginal, uh, marginal, much better football team. Well, very good, and you know what? Um Coach Bull, uh, he agrees with you. He had his Monday press conference, and uh, we captured some of the comments from that. Uh, let's listen to him talk about uh, what he thought about the team. First of all, what became apparent to me, uh, some improvements. Um, team speed on defense uh, became apparent. Um, about our kick coverage units uh, and more speed there also some return men that have some uh, some really good speed. Our offensive line did a good job as far as uh, protecting uh, Josh and uh, moving the line of scrimmage, so pleased about that. I thought 
playmaking ability by our senior receivers, Tanner Gentry and Jake Mulhart, was excellent. And then the big unknown was just how Josh was going to be res- going to be res- respond. And you know, a lot of the things that he did with his legs and his arm, I thought he- we thought he got better as the game uh, went along, particularly with his reads and some of his deliveries and decisions. But we're really pleased uh, uh, with uh, with Josh. Then the unknown factor of our kicker, and uh, particularly early, um, you know, I thought we uh, Cooper did a nice job. Uh, he missed a couple, but he drilled. A couple, he drilled one, which we thought was going to be a game-winning one, but it was ruled there was a timeout. So a good start there, but uh, certainly areas of improvement. Always as a coach, you it's never as good as you thought. Well, that was a bowl talking about his team. And as you can say, a lot of improvement. Uh, he recognizes that there's areas for improvement, but uh, he did uh, he did talk about. The delay, you know, we had an hour and 20-minute delay or an hour and a half delay, something like that. And uh, he said that he was uh, very happy about the way uh, the team handled the uh, adversity. Let's listen to that. One of the things that was an advantage, though, about uh, some of the adversity that we had uh, last Saturday with all the rain delays and the type of game it was, those are things that really – they're a testament to your focus and belief and determination to kind of block out what sometimes would be some distractions or some adversity. So what do you think about that, Ian? I, I think that it really does uh, prove that, uh, or at least show, that it, this team has some uh, uh, maturity despite their youth. Well, they played with a very young football team last year, even though they're still a young football team on paper. This is a much more seasoned team and maybe more seasoned underclassmen group than a lot of teams in the country. They're just starting uh, off with a group of underclassmen. But I've always liked uh, the approach of the staff and recruiting. They're very focused on character. I think they have a good eye on, you know, finding cowboy tough character players. And a lot of this is just uh, really starting to show a little bit in this program, uh, the type of players they have and how they deal with adversity and those type of situations. Well, now everything, you know, naturally, first game of the year, everything wasn't perfect. Uh, Coach Bowl was talking about uh, those penalties, those frustrating penalties that cost us two touchdowns for run back and a lot of stopping uh, momentum and that sort of thing. Uh, he talked about that. That was uh, that was another thing I failed to address in my notes. I mean, way too many holding penalties, but I that's typical. Um, you get in fall camp, and we have some officials here uh, watching that, but we probably need to have more officials uh, at our practices. I thought we were a little bit sloppy with our hands, not moving our feet, and then also some of the decisions we made on the special teams. Um, we pointed all those things out on tape. I do think there's some aggressive play, and um, we want our football team to be aggressive. And so we've tried to show them where they can be aggressive without crossing a line on either holding or uh, blocking in the back because that had a significant impact. Um, you know, two two returns were called back, and it's always hard to return a ball for a touchdown either through a punt, particularly on a kickoff, and we were able to do that. Um, offensively, our offense is not designed for third down and long, and so we put ourselves in uh, way too much of a hole, so we're going to address that uh, off the tape and I think nothing matters as a coach you can say it's holding you bring in guys sometimes during practice when it happens in the game I hope that sent a message 
Well, there you uh, there you have that. So he's uh, they're going to address that. But I I think that that was a good learning experience for them, um, getting those penalties and especially that really egregious one by Granderson uh, when he just uh, waylaid the uh, punter that time. That was really something. Yeah, I think uh, the first game we always know there's going to be mistakes and penalties seem to be higher in first game. So hopefully the Cowboys can clean that up going into the second week against Nebraska because I don't think they can afford to have 10 penalties. But I think a lot of times, as we know, watching football through the years, that you know first games tend to have some uh, issues. You don't have exhibition games like the NFL does or preseason games. And uh, there's usually some things to clean up, but I would uh, I hope the Cowboys can reduce those penalties. I expect them to do it as the season progresses, but hopefully they can make a big improvement uh, with the Nebraska game around the corner. Well, uh, one of the nice things is we only had one turnover that actually wasn't a turnover because uh, Josh Allen threw it through a pick, but uh, the uh, it was negated by a. A penalty on their point on their part they had just as many penalties uh, by the way as Wyoming did so uh, he did uh, learn something from that in fact Bowl talked about Josh Allen and and uh, of course he would but he talked about him and uh, his effect on the game we thought during the course of the game he improved <clears throat> and uh, you, you know, I know he played 13 plays the previous year but that was over a year ago so you didn't know how he was going to respond um, you know there's got to be a, a feeling of not only his confidence, and Josh is confident. He's not cocky, but he's confident. But I think the rest of our football team recognizes we've got a quarterback that when he steps in the huddle one, really has a a good understanding of what we're doing offensively, um, can make sure he's managing the game, but also has the ability to make some plays. If you look at the things that he did, um, many times he was, you know, there's a reason why also we had zero sacks. Our offensive line did a nice job, but he did a great job with his legs. Um, you know, he runs under 4-7. And, uh, and I think the last play was a play that um, – that was a pretty dynamic play, and it showed his uh, grit, determination, but also his, his uh, uh, ability. And so we think those things are going to serve him well and serve our team well. So very complimentary on Josh Allen, and uh, he really is seeming to gel into quite the leader. Yeah, we hammered about Josh Allen all summer, about his upside, his arm strength. He just seems to have all those physical tools that maybe no other quarterback in Wyoming history has had rolled into one quarterback. And it was so great. And this is really where I think a lot of optimism has to come from with Wyoming here in the near future, is that Josh Allen's going to be around for three years, but he does look like a player that's already getting out of the gate. You know, he's already looking like like a good a good player. He had a very a successful game against a quality football team, and you just got a feeling that he's probably going to continue to build on that. Now, just about keeping him healthy. I mean, that's you know the fear comes a little bit that if you lose this guy, what happens? But if he can stay healthy, I feel really good about this offense uh, this season. Oh, you betcha. He's he's something special. Now uh, there was a little bit of discussion about the defense and. Uh, Coach Bowl uh, pointed out some of the players, uh, particularly uh, Andrew Winger was talked about um, in some of their efforts. Let's listen to that. Andrew, we believe, is uh, well, he, he was noted uh, by a lot of our peers as being an all-conference player coming into his second year. thought he played really well Saturday night. He was a leading tackler, and 
Uh, sometimes you, you don't want that, but many times a good player is going to be around the football. That's not to say that he's a super aggressive run-only guy. Uh, Andrew, was uh, he's got great speed, and uh, he's got the ability to, to read and diagnose. He's an aggressive player, and uh, there's a huge upside for him. He plays the game with great passion. And uh, what we saw in the game uh, Saturday against a complicated offense was his ability to make decisions, be in the right spot, and to make plays. And so uh, there's a bright future for Andrew Winger, and uh, he played well um, Saturday night without question. And he'll need to, to play well against uh, Nebraska Saturday to, to give us a, an opportunity to win. Well, that's, uh, that was very complimentary of Andrew. Uh, I thought overall the defense did pretty well. They did have that one breakdown late in the fourth quarter. You know, they let him uh, score. Uh, and there was a couple of other little breakdowns. But overall, a, a much more improved defense. What do you think? I agree. I think the defense just looks more athletic, bigger out there, more in sync. But, I'll, you know, there's some things to improve on. Uh, you know, the jet sweeps hurt. But the Cowboys have that big wide receiver, Galladay, who uh, Bowl believes is an NFL player. He believes he'll be playing on Sunday and made some big plays on the Cowboys. So it looked like there were some breakdowns a little bit. Uh, maybe you expect that in the first game. Hopefully that stuff can get cleaned up. Um, it seemed like at times they were very solid, and then they'd have a breakdown, um, given an opportunity this week to improve on that area of the game and maybe clean it up a little bit. I'll tell you what um... – one of the areas that uh, showed definite improvement was special teams. You know, we had Cooper Roth. Did I say that right? Cooper Roth. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cooper Roth. <laughs> I just had, a, had one of those senior moments there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he he did a pretty good job kicking. He, he missed, how many did he miss? Two. One of them they kind of cheated him on, I thought. That was the, the potential game winner when they call that real late um uh, timeout, and then he had another one missed during overtime, if I'm not uh, stating that wrong. But otherwise, um, uh, really encouraging. He's got range and uh, keeps his confidence up. He's going to be a weapon. Well, I feel the same way you do, even though it wasn't a perfect first outing for Cooper Roth. we got to keep in mind he was kicking in high school last year, and the talent, you know, he shows that he has the talent he did make some field goals. He actually had the game winner before that cheap shot of the timeout being called. I remember Utah's coach Whittingham used to do that all the time right before a kicker would kick it through the uprights. He'd call the timeout. So a little bit of a dirty trick there, but probably the right thing to do if you're a head coach. But, you know, he did make the game-winning field goal in that situation. So today as we sit compared to last year, once again, another position where we should feel a lot better about uh, with the kicking game. I'll tell you what, another thing, the return game was really spectacular. D.J. May returned one for a touchdown, and that got called back. Uh, but also, uh, former basketball player, now football player, Austin Conway pulled off uh, a run back for a touchdown, a punt, I think it was, uh, 83 yards. Unfortunately, that was called back. Uh, let's listen to uh, Bold's comment on that. And then Austin Conway has added another element. Um, you know, so, you know, we got a, kick, a kickoff return out past the 50, I think, or close to the 50, and then another one which was called back, and then Austin flipped the field over. That all really helps out our offense. And beyond that, I just think we've, we've upgraded our skill level on those teams. 
So he's uh, he's happy about it, and uh, I have to say that uh, that is very very encouraging. Uh, special teams is you know one third of the, uh, the game, and if you can flip that field, if you can have a scoring threat, well, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, we referenced the uh, special teams earlier, and this has been such a poorly position for the Cowboys for a long time because of lack of athleticism or whatever reason. But, that you know, just to have those two kickoff returns from D.J. May and Austin Conway is adding a dimension this football team hasn't had in a long time. And my hunch is we're going to see a few touchdowns in the kick game this year. And Austin Conway is a really exciting young player. He looks like when he gets out in the open field, he can really make some stuff happen. But even watch D.J. May and his speed. His speed's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. He's on defense, which we're uh, using that speed there. And... He's uh, doing those returns. I tell you, he's he's quite the young man. Well, uh, that was that was a look at the game against the Huskies, the Northern Illinois Huskies. So why don't we just close the door on that? There you go. That was the door. I close it again. Okay, the door is closed on that game. And over the horizon this coming Saturday at I know it's twelve. It's 12 noon Eastern, so that would be 10 o'clock kickoff out there in uh, Wyoming? It would be a 10 o'clock mountain kickoff, noon Eastern time. This is going to be in the prime time area of college football. Uh, This is a big national exposure game for Wyoming, in my opinion, Um, being at 10 o'clock and being shown on ESPN2. So the first thing people usually do when they get up in the morning they turn on TV to ESPN, ESPN2, and Wyoming will be uh, one of the teams in the marquee game. And it may not be considered a marquee game, but they'll be in that marquee spot. Yeah, they will. Hopefully, we can put put it on the old uh, Huskers, uh, Bug Eaters, as they used to be called way back in the day. You know, we uh, owe them some revenge because they took Devaney from us back in '62. So we need to we need to revenge that. Uh, we've played them seven times in our history and have not won one. Last two games, though, were pretty good. 94 game, uh, uh, we had a shot at winning it, and it didn't work out. And then uh, the game in 2013, we came awfully close there. So it's about time. Well, Wyoming's played Nebraska, except for two games. I can remember in the early to mid-'80s, Gene Novacek's team, when you ran that wishbone, we got blown out those two games. You throw out those two games, Talked about the game in the 60s, very close game. 1994, the Cowboys were so, so close to knocking Nebraska off and cost them a national championship. And then, uh, of course, the last time we played them uh, in uh, Lincoln, uh, that game really came down to the last play of the game, even though it would have taken a miracle bomb for Brett Smith to win it. That's true, but uh, they sweated it. I tell you, those Husker fans, uh, even on their board, will admit that they were uh, awfully worried about that game. And, well, now, this is a unique situation. Coach Bowles is going to take his team back to Nebraska. He is a Nebraskan. He, his alma mater is Nebraska. He played for them. And he even coached as the defensive coordinator. And during his press conference, when he started talking about Nebraska, he talked about getting ready and traveling uh, with this young team. Well, anytime you have a young football team, uh, and we did address it, you know, the thing we've got to do is uh, close the chapter. I talked to our team afterwards and said, you got a 24-hour rule. That 24-hour got shrank down. Um, 
you know, it's important for us to move forward. And, uh, you know, we went into that last game hungry. We'll need to make sure we go into this game hungry as well. So uh, we certainly addressed it. My sense is even though this football team is a, a young football team, they're pretty pretty doggone mature and focused for where they're at. So uh, I don't think we're going to have that issue. But, you know, I think it'd be a, a misstatement by a coach. Many coaches think they know 100% where this their group's at. But, um you know, we did address that. Well, there, um, there he's talking about it. He's got confidence. He, um, uh, got a mature team. He thinks he also was talk was asked by one of the reporters about the, the large crowd. Now that, how big is a Memorial stadium? Do you know? I believe it's uh, in the 80 to 90,000 range. Okay. Well, let's uh, listen to what he had to say about that. You know, I know that that stadium uh, can be loud, and so uh, there's things we'll certainly have to do to prepare for that. So, yeah, they, um, I imagine they've done some practice with some sound and things like that. So, um, But there's some players on there that have been that team. He also said in his press conference that, you know, uh, once you get on the field, uh, it's, it's what's about between the stripes. And good football teams don't worry about the ancillary or the outside world. They're worried about that game there. So uh, hopefully the Cowboys can go along that path. So he um, was also asked by the reporters, since this is his alma mater, what he thought about that. Really it's not a – and I think any college coach will tell you it's about the players. And so – you focus on the game at hand, and you focus about our players here. And I'm um, excited about coaching these guys. It'll be a big challenge going over and playing a Big Ten team. And then again, they have to ask him because, you know, he has family in Omaha. I believe he said that his parents live there, and he's got a daughter living there. But uh, as far as he was concerned, it's a business trip. I mean, not really. It is a business trip. My parents still live there. I've got a daughter live there. But that's all... You know, as coaches, uh, you know, you travel around the profession. A lot of guys end up you, you're coaching at a different school than, than what you played at. And so uh, it really is a business trip. And like I said, it's about our players. We finally got down to the business of talking about Nebraska. Now, Nebraska won their first game. They beat Fresno State fairly significantly, uh, like 34-17. to 17. Did I get that right? That is correct. Um, they basically only threw the ball 10 times in the game. Uh, they spent most of their time trying to establish the rushing game. Didn't really have great yardage for a 40-point, 40 42-point game. They had a little over 400 yards, most of it on the ground. Um, they held Fresno State to like the mid-200s. Um, so really they're about establishing the running game, and that's really going to be one of the keys is how Wyoming's defensive line can hold up against that big Nebraska offensive line. Let's listen to what Bull had to say about that. Concerning Nebraska, I think uh, when you first uh, look at them um, on offense, I think you really need to to, uh, uh, really address uh, Tommy Armstrong. He's a guy that can throw the ball a country mile. Uh, He's got excellent mobility. He's strong. He's played a lot of uh, snaps at quarterback, been very successful. And then the next group is wide receivers, uh, certainly Westerkamp is a guy who's uh, played a lot of football, made a lot of plays. We're particularly also impressed with Alonzo Moore. Uh, you know, he had a big touchdown reception. He's a guy that you'd look at and say he'd be a great jet sweep guy. Um, 
really athletic guy. I know he's a quarterback out of high school. So a really good group of wide receivers. Uh, when Tommy throws the ball up uh, to them, they, they do a great job coming down to it. Big offensive line, get man on man. They stay on the feet. They do a good job protecting. And then um, he was asked again, you know, because Nebraska only had 15 passing plays, uh, he was asked about the, the running game. Well, they certainly moved the ball. If you look at their UCLA game, they had great success on the ground. Uh, but that's not to detract from Tommy's ability to throw the ball deep. Um, I mean, they had uh, a big-time uh, strike throwing the ball. He, he's got a real live arm. So, you know, it puts us in a real challenging position. Uh, anytime you're a defensive coordinator and you have a quarterback that's got one, the ability to throw, ability to run, and then you've got a big, strong line uh, with a, a good group of, of running backs. And I failed to mention the running backs. Yeah, Newby and uh, Ozigbo, I think, are really good running backs, and they came uh, with a freshman named Bryant as the game went along. And so a lot of yards on the ground, and uh, we'll have to attack all those facets. So um, that was his take on the offense. Um, uh, I think they, they have a pretty potent offense, so our defense is going to have their hands full. Yeah, I, I think Nebraska, again, they got good athletes. they got a big physical offensive line. They got some receivers with some size that can stretch defense. And then you talk about that quarterback. He's a dual threat, which uh, makes it tough on defenses because he can run. He's physical enough to run and make plays and fast enough, but he also has a strong enough arm. I think he has a better arm than the previous quarterback, Wyoming, played at Nebraska three years ago, Martinez, who at times had trouble with accuracy. Though uh, Armstrong has had, had some prone for some interceptions, so hopefully the Cowboys can maybe get a few turnovers and some picks in this particular game. Well, this would be a time for Granderson to use that speed and put some pressure on him, that's for sure. Absolutely. I think we need to have a big game out of that defensive line. Um, Granderson is a pass rusher. Uh, you know, Prosser is a pass rusher. Uh, make some plays there for sure. Well, we also now, uh, uh, our offense is going to get on there with their defense, of course. And uh, they're a big team, and, uh, uh, you know, they have the um, tradition of the black shirts, which, you know, if you're a, a great defensive player, you're awarded a black shirt. It's a tradition there at uh, uh, in Nebraska. You wear your black shirt during practice, I guess, to show that uh, you have uh, made the grade. Uh, Bowl talked about the defensive line. Uh, you know, big, strong defensive line as we watched the Fresno game. Not a lot of uh, uh, push there. Uh, they were able to establish the line of scrimmage and push the pocket. Uh, some disciplined linebackers. We think the corners really have excellent speed. And uh, we know that Gary's uh, going to be back, at least we're assuming Gary's going to be back. He he was suspended for a game. Their team captain was suspended for a game. I, I don't know what the reason was, but uh, we're assuming that he'll be back. So the defense then uh, will pose a challenge uh what do you think that uh, wyoming's going to need to do against that defense well i'm i'm one that thinks wyoming's definitely gonna have to establish the running game because i think if they can do that i think they're going to be able to move the ball i do have faith in josh allen as a thrower i believe we have two seasoned wide receivers a seasoned tight end their defensive line though talented and physical are still one of maybe the more inexperienced uh, position on that defense and our offensive line, if they can have a good game, get a little push, you know. 
Ryan Hill has a lot of talent, and, and, and he can get out there and make some stuff happen in the open field. So I think the big key really is for us to be able to establish our running game on offense and get some decent yardage there. Well, that's going to be interesting because, you know, Nebraska, of course, has the game film from the Northern Illinois game. And so you know that they uh, know that uh, Hill can cause them some problems, but they can also see that our uh, passing game game can cause them some problems. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they attack the Cowboys. Well, I think we're in a unique situation here at Wyoming right now with our team, and I think still a lot of fans may not want to buy into this quite yet, but this is the first time I can ever remember Wyoming having a quarterback with the potential Josh Allen on top of a running back with a lot of potential. Usually we've had a good running back, a mediocre quarterback, a good quarterback, a mediocre running back. But this is like the first time I think we have two real threats at both the quarterback and running back, what I would call high-level threats. So it's really going to be intriguing to see how this team with some talent on offense really plays against a, a very quality team like Nebraska. That's true, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really... Uh, guardedly optimistic. And I think that uh, Wyoming can get that run game established, like you said, uh, they're going to cause some damage. Now, Bowl did address uh, the Nebraska special teams as his last part of his analysis of their team. Uh, special teams, uh, they, uh, you know, they, uh, <clears throat> they allocate a full-time coach to special teams. And uh, so pretty, uh, pretty disciplined, explosive group with their coverage group. They have an excellent uh, place kicker, and I thought they handled their punting duties very well. So uh, they had a great performance against Fresno, who's in our conference. We know a lot about Fresno. So we got our hands full going over to Lincoln, playing a good uh, football team. I thought uh, Bold's comments were uh, interesting in the fact that if you uh, look at the Husker board uh, message board, uh, they were uh, talking about uh, the problems uh, the Huskers had handling the punts. And even their coach said that uh, it looked like uh, Keystone Cops or it looks like cartoon out there when they were trying to handle a couple of those punts. So uh, they had their a little bit of difficulty uh, with that, but um, uh, I'm sure they're going to work on that and get that straightened out. Moving on here, Coach Riley, of course, um, Mike Riley, Nebraska's coach, he had a press conference. And uh, I got captured some uh, sound from that. He talked about uh, Wyoming's quality. You know, I have a, I have a sense. I know the job Craig will do there, uh, and so I know they're being they're they're being uh, put in a foundation that is growing uh, to be a good football team, and you can sense that in in their recruiting. Uh, as I talked to all the coaches, offense, defense, special teams, it was almost uniform that in describing Wyoming that they're well coached. I mean, and I talked to them separately. So, you know, that's kind of uh, pervading, is that the right word, theme. Uh, as, you, as you look at it, this is, this is a team that's going to be on the rise. Uh, they already started out with a nice win, and he's – young in his time there at Wyoming. So we, we expect uh, a good football team that's well-coached coming in here. So there you have it. That's a look at the the, the Huskers from uh, Coach Bowles' perspective. And we also had a little bit of uh, 
viewpoint from uh, Coach Mike Riley of the Huskers. Uh, I guess next Saturday we're going to find out a little bit more about this team. Yeah, I think the Cowboys, this is a good time for this game to actually come up, I believe. You got a big win. It's a good time to get tested um, by a physical team. Uh, I think we're going to be very healthy going into the game. So I think it's a good time to play Nebraska. I really do for us. And we'll see how the whole situation ends up about 2 o'clock Mountain Time on Saturday. Well, you know they say, and this is one of those canards from from uh, football wisdom, that a team does its most improvement between the first and the second game. Of course, that would apply to Nebraska as well. So it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And um, I guess my gut, my sense, it's going to, Cowboys are going to play hard and going to play very competitive. Um, and I maybe we can get some turnovers, uh, some breaks, some special teams, some things that maybe can flip, flip the game our direction a little bit, momentum-wise. It would be very interesting, uh, very interesting matchup on Saturday. I, I don't think I'm not expecting Nebraska to walk over Wyoming as they did Fresno State. I'm I'm with you. I think they're going to um, break the spread. I don't think they're going to uh, beat us as much as some people think, and uh, it could be very, very interesting. Well, let's move on. Uh, we've talked about Nebraska now. I did have. Uh, Conversation with Tom Laycock, and he made a recruiting report. Let's get into that. Tom, what do you got for us this week? Well, obviously the big news of the week was Hunter Thompson's commitment. Uh, he, he told us on Sunday uh, and then announced it for real on Monday, and we told him we'd... Uh, Hold off on announcing anything that want us to deal with Slytherin. This is a really big decision for him, but, you know, and, and good for him for, for making the choice. Uh, when we spoke with him this week, the thing that we heard was uh, he wanted to be closer to home than Creighton. He liked Creighton. Um, when he was doing the travel for AAU, you know, there were a couple trips that his folks could make, and, and you know, he, he came out and said that messed with my head a little bit. And he decided, you know, this is if I've got the opportunity for the support here, close to home, I'm going to take it because that's kind of who I am and that's that's what I'd like. And so, uh, good for him for making the choice. Um, you know, he kind of went radio silent there for a while. They were trying to figure out the scholarship situation. Sounds like that's worked out. Uh, but he told us that that when he called Jeremy Shiant to tell him uh, I want to decommit, uh, he said that Jeremy thought he was just asking, how do I do it? And, uh, you know, and, and who do I need to make sure to call? And Shiat wasn't getting it all that he wanted to actually commit to Wyoming. Uh, so it was a shock and again, a good one at that. Uh, so we feel really good for Hunter. We've been talking to him for the better part of the year and, uh, you know, talk about a guy who, who's going to represent the brown and gold, you know, in a big way. You're not going to find him on the police blotter. Um, just one of those hometown kids and you, you feel really good about, uh, really good about having him on board so uh, fantastic get for the the Wyoming coaches that is a few other visits the last week they had Anthony uh, Anthony Mack from out of New Jersey um, he uh, and I shared some texts back and forth really enjoyed it thought he liked it a little more than he uh, you know thought he liked it more than he thought he would have um, once again you with him you've got a lot of uh, competition for him uh, if Wyoming can pull him off that would be a major coup and then Dalen Coots 
I uh, was one of the better juniors in uh, in the Denver area this year. 22 points, four rebounds a game last year. Uh, he was in Laramie for an unofficial. Uh, we haven't been able to, to hook up for more than uh, just a text or two. But once again, he also said he, appreci- he appreciated the, the time and uh, really liked uh, being there. So that's kind of the basketball side. Well, good, good. Uh, I'm really happy about uh, Hunter Thompson because, uh, you know, uh, Wyoming guy. And, uh, you know, we've had some good Wyoming players over the years from Wyoming, and uh, they certainly are very popular. So I'm really glad for him, and I'm glad that he's decided that Laramie is going to be for him. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I'm very, very happy for him, and glad he's going to be around. Now, uh, I've been uh, listening to the uh, uh, pressers from uh, the Nebraska coaches uh, getting ready for the Wyoming game, and uh, something that came up that I thought I'd ask you about uh, they asked him a lot about the walk-on program, and there was even specific questions about uh, Coach Bowl and whether he had a chip on his shoulder and and recor- uh, you know recruiting in Nebraska. There seems to be a little bit of concern there. You know, this coaching staff has said uh, they've they've told me plenty of times that they want to get into Nebraska and they want to be that school that if the kid does not get a Husker offer, they want to be that second school that uh, that a young man. Uh, really points, you know, points his needle to. Uh, along those lines, there are three Nebraska guys that I'm aware of uh, that we've talked to previously, and I talked to them again today. Uh, Chris Walker out of Lincoln East, Drew Stauffer out of, uh, oh, I forget where he's from, um, and Patrick Arnold, who's out of Gretna, Nebraska, which is just a suburb of Omaha. Uh, and I spoke to Rudy and I spoke to uh, Patrick today, uh, back and forth a little bit. And they're very excited, you know, because, you know, they, you grew up Husker fans. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a different level of devotion over there, uh, you know, growing up with, uh, around Nebraska. Um, both of them, though, seem to really like what Wyoming is doing. And in speaking to Rudy, um, you know, he told me, and you know, being a Husker fan since I was young, it's cool to see a team I have an opportunity to play for, play against my home team. So, I mean, that's that's some excitement there. Patrick Arnold, uh, I hope this guy shows up in Laramie because he's a hoot. Uh, I really enjoy getting to know him. Once again, another big offensive line prospect. Uh, you know, he'll actually be at the game as a Nebraska recruit, technically. Um, he says, I don't care who wins. I just want to see a good game. Wyoming's performance doesn't make a big difference to me. I do want him to show. Uh, he said Wyoming is the second favorite team right now, the favorite school that has offered him a scholarship. Uh, so I think Wyoming shows well. I think it's very important for them because you take someone like a Patrick Arnold or a Rudy Stauffer, uh, and, and they want to commit to Wyoming, but maybe they don't want to tell their friends that they're going to go to that school to Nebraska just beat 63 to 10. Oh, of course. You know, I, I think if Wyoming can show well, it makes it a lot easier sales pitch to the to the friends and family around them. So in that way, I think it's very important. Oh, hell yeah, because I see your point. Because if a guy's going to tell his buddies, well, you know, he didn't get to go to Nebraska, but I'm going to go next door to Wyoming, and if the guys go, oh, that's cool, yeah, they're good, then uh, it uh, makes it a lot easier on them, I bet. Well, sure. And, I'm, you know, and everyone gets 85 scholarships, and, you know, Nebraska can't take them all. Uh, and so I'm sure there'll be quite a few other young men who are in the in the uh, stands on Saturday who may not end up getting Nebraska offers per se, but 
once again they get that exposure to the University of Wyoming. So I think I think this is an important game for a lot of different reasons. But uh, on the recruiting side, I think that's a big deal. Well, you know, uh, Bowell mentioned the when they they asked him about it in his press conference that you know when they got to Wyoming, uh, there were no Nebraskans on the roster. And they went back and they looked at Wyoming's past and where they had success. You know, where were they getting their players for, from when they, Wyoming was very, very successful? And uh, there was a lot of Nebraskans on those teams. Uh, you can go back and say, you know, Jay Novacek is an example. Uh, so uh, they, they said with their experience from North Dakota State and their contacts that they made, they're starting to exploit those. So... Maybe the guys over in uh, over in Lincoln do have something to worry about. Yeah, and, you know, and if you look at this this uh, coaching staff, obviously they're still in California, they're still in Washington State and in Oregon, Pacific Northwest. But uh, students, student athletes from Nebraska, aren't far from home. They understand the weather. They understand, um, you know, they're not going to be a fish out of water in Laramie. Especially when I look at these, at the three guys that I'm aware of that Wyoming has offered. Uh, you know, uh, Arnold's the one that, when I called him, was looking at places to go fishing around Wyoming. Uh, Walker was talking about what he likes to do. He likes to, you know, he likes to deer hunt, pheasant hunt, work on his truck. Uh, you know, and, and Stoffer's just a, a very quiet young man. And I think all of them, I think, when they're working on that, you know, what does a Wyoming recruit profile look like? Uh, I, I think you can make a pretty strong argument that, uh, you know, a lot of these guys from Nebraska really fit that profile. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, the, the cultures aren't much different. Uh, and uh, there is a lot of ties between Wyoming families and Nebraska families. So uh, it's one of those things that uh, uh, it's a shame that we haven't been looking in Nebraska over the past few years. You know, I agree. You know, years ago when I was covering Colorado State for Rebels.com, there was a about a two or three year period where they recruited uh, uh, where they recruited the Orlando area very strong, and they probably brought up somewhere between six and eight young men from Orlando. Uh, But the discontent happened in a hurry as soon as that first winter came through. Exactly. And. I'm not sure you worry about that if you live in Lincoln, Nebraska, what the winter's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not too much different. Well, Tom, I want to thank you for uh, stopping by today. And uh, we always look forward to your reports. And uh, this has been podcast number five, so we're cooking right along. So, again, let's uh, let's get back together and uh, talk it over next uh, next Friday. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, Ian, I, I think our uh, in-studio audience, come on, guys, and our in-studio audience uh, like that, uh, like that report. Yeah, it was a great report and great breakdown of recruiting into Nebraska. You guys had a great conversation about the importance of that. And uh, you got to know how to recruit Nebraska, and I think Bull knows how to do that because we've had some tremendous players come out of Nebraska through the years. But it's exciting to see three guys that are starting now in Johanna Gafain, which isn't a starter, but he plays a lot. C.J. Johnson, which isn't a starter, but will play a lot and will be great 
part of why I'm in football, and then the third one, Gavin Rush, which is starting at the offensive guard position. Well, you know, you mentioned um, you mentioned C.J. Johnson. One of the uh, Nebraska reporters who called into the press conference asked him about him. I even have a statement about that. Let's uh, let's hear what Bull had to say about C.J. Well, thanks for bringing C.J. up. You know, we, uh, C.J.'s had a, had a good spring, and he played uh, uh, some in the game, made a catch, and that's always um, important to do, kind of get uh, your first reception out of the way. Uh, C.J.'s a very gifted athlete. He's got great hand-eye coordination, and you'll see us integrate him into our offense. Uh, we do have two senior uh, receivers who probably get the lion's share of the reps, but uh, C.J.'s a guy that you'll see out there um, I'm sure he'll play some meaningful reps uh, in this Saturday's game. So, uh, yeah, very complimentary on C.J., and so the Nebraska reporters were interested in him. Let me reach in here and get this out. Okay. All right, there you go. Well, Ian... We just had podcast number five. So how are you feeling? Well, I'm, I think podcast number five was great, particularly coming off a Wyoming victory, really a big win for the Cowboys on Saturday, and maybe podcast cast six after Nebraska might even have a more special meeting. Oh, you better believe it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll just blow out all kinds of... Uh, party favors and just really have a great time. Might even bring in another Oompa band and some more beer barrels. I tell you what, that would be great. So, well, as we get ready to go into uh, the weekend, uh, I want you to um, relax and enjoy that Wyoming game. I'm going to be watching it on ESPN2. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to be down at the Crystal City Sports Pub in Arlington, Virginia. So, if there's any cowboys in the area. Uh, we'll be down there in uh, Crystal City, uh, and uh, you're all invited. So I hope I get to see some Cowboy fans there in uh, Arlington, Virginia. There you have it. Podcast number five. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I've been joined by Ian McMacken, publisher of Go While Go. So join us next week at this time. Friday mornings we'll be posting the next podcast and uh, hope that you'll join us And we'll see you then. This has been a production of Jackalope Ridge Media, all rights reserved.